Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chris Scott, alongside Mike Bernardo, Mike Carbolera, and Emmanuel Bobawada is here as well as a special guest. Um, not entirely sure if uh, everyone here will have opinion on some baseball heard. stuff, but Bobo, do you watch baseball? Though? I mean, pay attention. God, casually. You're more. Of a, not, you're more of a Mets fan, right? I'm, I'm, a low, I'm an undercover Mets fan. And undercover I, Mets and fan. I like the Dodgers. Well, it's not really undercover anymore. And I like the Dodgers. I will root for the Dodgers. You're talking to an international audience. It's no longer undercover. International. I claim the Dodgers. Claim without claim the Dodgers. I claim the Dodgers <coughs> and fruit for the Mets in secrecy. Okay, well, Dodgers are a good team. Uh, they're a very good team in baseball. Power rankings are at the top. <laughs> Houston Astros continue to kill it. We're going to talk Yankees. We're going to talk Mets. We're also going to talk uh, Mike Bernardo potentially quitting on the New York Mets and becoming a fan of a new team. What should we start about first? Because that seemed to be a come, come pretty tense. Come with me to the Dodgers, baby. There, there's a pretty. Uh, we got magic. Listen, you, you said you were going to put it on a dinger for three I pole. I did. That's up there already. Oh, it's been up. Yeah. Oh, I got to look at the results real quick. Yes. <clears throat> so let me explain my logic. Please do. It's it. It's going to be detailed for a minute, but just hear hear where I come out with. I know you guys are not going to change your opinions of it, of what I'm saying, but let me just say it. The Mets break my heart constantly to the point of no return. The Mets were swept by probably the worst team of this century. The Marlins can very well. They lost to the Miami Marlins. They can go down as the worst team of the 2000s and one of the worst teams ever in baseball. They were 10-31. and 31. That's a quarter of the season gone by before they started on Friday. So they were on pace for 40 and 120. That goes with the worst teams ever to play the game of Major League Baseball. The Mets not only lost three games in a row, but they got three hits in two games. Hey, man, anyone Resulting could, in zero hey, warrants. Hey, man, anyone could be any day, man. Nah, this is not any given that Sunday. embarrassing to the worst <laughs> team in baseball. The worst team in baseball. Guy threw an 89-pitch shutout Yesterday had an ERA of five and a half. Don't you guys have injuries though? Whatever. That's another story. <laughs> no, it's the Yankees. Oh, oh no, the Mets just Did we lost. get one hit to the guy that we hit eight runs off in the first inning yeah, last week. I think so. Okay. So, I'm sitting here <laughs> yesterday in my yard in the same spot that we're sitting today with three of the other biggest Met fans in my family: my dad, his sister, my aunt. And their father, my grandfather, just to make that clarification. And we were, we were looking and just in disgust at the scores of the Met games, knowing that they were going to be swept today. So it was essentially the meeting of the minds for the Met fans in our family. We said, that's it. We cannot do this anymore. It's time to root for a new team. We're done with this. They're just... They're not <laughs> from the top down. We're done with the Mets. Unbelievable. They said, pick a new team to root for. And we'll take your word for it. So this was so like I, a, this was a serious decision. This was like decision. a meeting of the minds, and we all discuss. That's it. We're done. New team. You tell us. I mean, if the Mets start winning, are you gonna root for the Mets? So here's they're not I, going to. They're not going to. They suck. But at some point, like here's where my logic is. Carb might attest to this as well. In the mid to late 
I guess, first decade of this, of 2000s, the Knicks were horrible. They were a very bad team. We all know that. And so I've decided to expand my basketball fan horizons to, you know, somebody else. You know, be a fan of the game and, you know, have a, a little bit more of a, an opinion towards another team. That team was the Phoenix Suns. Why? Steve Nash was my favorite player at the time. Carl could attest to that. Steve Nash was and will always be my boy in, you know, players that have actually played during my time. Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, you know, Raja Bell, all those guys were, they were good. They were in. They were the team to beat the Phoenix Suns. And so I had the rooting interest in the Phoenix Suns. But that's basketball. Well, that's just, that's the point that I was making at. I never left the Knicks. I never threw Knicks trash out, you know, ranted on and how much I they had done, blah, blah, blah. But it was time to start, you know, rooting a little bit for a new team. Okay, all I know is if you're going to do this, I need you to burn all your Mets paraphernalia. Because if, if you're going to commit to the bit, I need you to commit. Nah, he's not It's the commit. same logic. He's being overdramatic. It's the same logic. No, no, no. You, you, you're saying you want to do this. I need to see you burn some Mets stuff. It's the same logic that I'm going with. No, are you going to burn some Mets stuff? Are you gonna I burn didn't burn any Knicks. No, I need you to burn, I need you to burn Mets all right. stuff. You know what? I'll, I'll give you the lighter. I agree with Bobo. No, all right. No, no, I'll give you guys I want, the lighter fluid. No, no. We'll I, 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 no I want you to put the lighter fluid How about on. Wednesday? How about now? Birthday celebration on How about now? Wednesday. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. your birthday, we're going to we're gonna burn all the Mets Let's stuff. Let's do it. Yeah. Good. We're going to have like a... a, a gonna, well, it'll be like a, a big thing. It'll be a big, big right. ceremony. Okay. You know? N- it'll be like a funeral. It'll be, it'll be like... On a pyre. Get a pyre. On a pyre. Ah, on a pyre. There we go. No. Um. Real quick. So... With you want to say something? You pick the mic up, Carby. You know you're waiting to say he's, something. He's disgusted and disappointed in you. I, I'm looking at his... L- l- mainly the Mets. The Mets point. Hang on, hang on, hang well, on. We're gonna, well, we're gonna the Mets will, I don't agree with Bernie either, but... You don't... It's interesting teams. Listen, the Mets... But I'm just... The Mets. The see, Mets for me... For me... I was born and raised a Yankee fan. And I can understand why Mets fans hate the Yankees and their fans and they can say yeah well it's different because the Mets suck I, I get that You'll I never get know the that frustration You'll I get never the frustration get I understand I understand but see with football I got into football later on in my life and I when I was younger I guess I was more of a Giants fan because my dad root for the Giants so I was like yeah go Giants but when I really got into football I became a Colts fan Right, but I still had my loyalty to the Giants as well. But if the Colts play the Giants, I let my dad know, Dad, if the Colts play the Giants, every time I'm rooting for the Colts. That's how it's going to work. For you, though, listen, we're, we're, when did you become a Mets fan? May 1993. May 22nd. So you were born and raised a Mets fan. Unfortunately. And you're going to quit on your team. Listen, here's, you, you didn't let me finish what I was going to say. Oh, please, you please guys finish. jumped in. Please, please finish. Listen. In the deepest depths of my heart, the Mets will never, the Mets and the Knicks will always be there. The colors blue and orange will always be there. But you got to make yourself happy once in a while. Okay. You have to make yourself, especially rooting for sports, you have to make yourself happy once in a while. No, you don't. You Wait. have to have a conversation with my Uncle Jack. Because my Uncle Jack, he's a Mets fan, but he also goes to plenty of Yankee games. He also still roots for the Yankees, he roots for both teams. I as well. 
if there's a Mets game on, I'm not rooting against the Mets. I'd like the Mets to win. I like when New York wins. It's okay to have the local teams be competitive. I'm not jumping on the Yankee bandwagon. If that's you don't have to jump on the bandwagon, but if you want to like still watch baseball and enjoy it and like have a team to like root for, it's, yes. Why not root it. for the Yankees? That's the most humble flex of all time. Why not? not Listen, your team's doing real bad. That was him low-key saying, hey, <laughs> you don't Yankees. have to root for the Yankees, but become a Yankee fan. You know? hey, what the hell you is don't, that? You don't, I don't need you to buy a Yankee jersey. Listen, I don't need you enough. to post every day because about the Yankees. But if you want to watch baseball and dead. make yourself feel good every once in a while, put on a Yankee game and watch a AAA team uh, play 700 ball. He said, "We have enough happiness to go around." We have, no, we but have, instead, instead, you know, you want to do instead, you want to consider being the fan of teams that the Yankees will be playing against in the playoffs. You want to be an Astros fan? Why do you want to be an Astros fan? The Astros. The what's Indians? the reason for the Astros? And what's the reason for the Indians? I was a fan of Verlander in Detroit. Okay. Altuve when they were wearing those ugly National League jerseys. Okay. Correa, Springer. Bregman, Cole, these guys were always good. They okay. were always the real deal. So here's here's the problem with you becoming an Astros fan. I was fan. a Cole fan. Here, here's the problem. Well, I'm just saying. That's, right, Garrett Cole. Right. The problem with I'll give you, be- you that. I'll give you Garrett Cole. The problem with you becoming an Astros fan is the Astros don't have a crap ton of money. They have all these guys because they sucked for so long. You know what's going to happen to the Astros? What happened to the Royals? Down you want to do that? You, you want to be you want to be the fan of the top team right now that's winning, and all of a sudden five years from now they're going to suck. What are you going to do then? Because if you're really if you're going to really if you're really if you're really going to pick favor if you're really going to pick a second team, you got to go for a team that is an established franchise that's going to make Sox. No, no. If you root for the Red Sox, you're the worst. How about this? Listen, you're here's my suggestion. What to do? First of all, let's no, 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 bring no. this back. No, you had a poll. Yes, and you on said Twitter, right? yes. either and Indians, I, Astros, or other team and put a suggestion. Team. So I will make a suggestion. On the po- yeah, all right. I will make a serious suggestion of a team that you can root for that I would have no problem with and no one should have a problem with. Okay? Well, take a Let's see if you can guess. guess. Take a guess. The Cubs. Pirates. Close. Pirates. But I wouldn't. if you were the Cubs fan, I'd be fine. Tell me the Cardinals. Yeah. <sighs> no. Yeah, okay. Why not? Who the hell? Are you ready to Why not? Mark no. McGuire. No. I see why he's saying Jordan that. Hicks. I see, no, no, listen. Are you kidding me? No Paul Goldschmidt? because we're salty Mets fans. You're picking the Cardinals, and I know no. why you're picking the Cardinals. The Cardinals are consistently in there every single year, and I tell it to my friends because they are full from one through nine of B-plus players. They're every an established single National year. League they're franchise. They're always in the playoffs, so no. they're just... Joe they're playing meaningful baseball in September. I see where always. you're coming from. Always, but no. Not I'm just no. against this whole conversation. That's besides what. But I see where you're coming from. Are you no. saying are you saying no to a team that's always playing games in September while for leaving while leaving while, while leaving a team that once in a while plays in September? I can't do it. So why the Indians? Thirteen year old me would never. You're a grown ass man, that. Bernardo. It's almost twice, a, a, basically two a, a lifetime ago. Why 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 the Indians? Picked a team. You just picked a team. Picked a team. You just picked. You like Tomahawk Shotgun? That's what you want to do. I have Tomahawk the Indians Shock? hat there. I have the. Uh, you like Chief why not the, why hat not the Twins? I actually have a Twins hat. I mean, Twins. You like problematic. You like problematic teams. I see. Yeah, I do. That's I would crazy. if you were a Twins. Listen, I was a fan of Joe Maurer. I liked him in uh, what's his name? Name oh, no at first Joe base. Maurer. It's just. Two if teams you were a Twins I fan, I wouldn't put it against Listen, you because they have the M. 
If you were a Twins fan, they have the M. Would you want me to wear the Milwaukee Brewers hat because it has the MB? I don't mind that. Is that why? I don't mind that either. So when I'm wearing a Chief Wahoo hat, you're going to deem me as racist? Yes. Is that it? You want the red yeah. C? You just want like a red C right there? Okay, well, listen, don't be, a, cheap don't be an Indians fan because they're about to go into sell mode, which brings me to something that I want to talk about, okay? Because this conversation is nonsense. Yeah, this is nonsense. This is nonsense. And I still got to talk about the Mets. Yes, we got to get to that. So I have an article that's going to be up on Yanks Go Yard soon, and I'd like to make a few comments on this and get your opinion. Trevor Bauer on the Cleveland Indians will more than likely be a trade chip target because he thinks he's worth a lot of money. He thinks he's worth more than Corey Kluber is, for example, because of the season that he had last year. And on, on NJ Advanced Media, it was published, I think this morning or last night, they made the suggestion that the Yankees should totally go for Trevor Bauer. Now, I, at one point in time, was a huge, 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 huge uh, proponent of the Yankees acquiring Trevor Bauer. I think he, he, he would have been a huge piece in the postseason last year. But the problem with him this year, his barrel percentage is skyrocketing. He's throwing more fastballs. He's throwing less breaking balls. He's walking more dudes. He's going to be a problem. So once that article is up, check it out. But Cleveland Indians right now, here's where I want to talk to you guys about. Minnesota Twins have the best record in the American League. As of the last time I checked the standings. Pretty sure they still do. If you're the Cleveland Indians, do you start selling players? No, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Oh, so the Astros, Astros are by a half a game. By a half game. Yeah. So they have no, no, really half they game. Have the they same. have 31 and 16. Cleveland's 30 and 16. You mean Minnesota? I'm sorry, Minnesota, not Cleveland. I thought Minnesota had 31 wins. Houston has 31 wins. I thought Minnesota also had 31 wins. Oh, they okay. Have 30. Maybe they play later. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Minnesota's one of the top teams in the American League. Cleveland's falling behind. Cleveland, it seems like their window for opportunity was between 2016 and 2018 to win a title. That's it. That's it. They don't, they, they don't have the cash flow to keep all these top guys that they have. So guys like Trevor Bauer, guys like Corey Kluber, guys like Carl Santana, I don't imagine they move Francisco Lindor. I feel like that's a the guy they're going to keep for the long run. But it's, it's things are going bad in Cleveland. They, weren't, they were not expecting Minnesota to be this good. That team's just not stopping. They just keep on winning, even though the uh, AAA Yankees beat them in a series, just to mention. New York Mets. Let's talk Mets. Um, I want to start off with, on SB Nation, someone posted an article about someone creating a remix to Ariana Grande's Thank You Next. It's called, thank, it's called yeah. thank You Mets. Apparently, it was a Seattle Mariners fan who wrote it. And they're saying Thank You Mets because uh, Jared Klenick... I think it's his name. Yeah, Kalenic. I don't know how to say Kalenic. his name. Kalanick. Yeah, uh, he's raking in the minor leagues, and I know Carb, you're saying that. Oh, For the record, it is. No, I, no, I'm telling you, I think he's gonna be good. Single A gonna, short season. I'm not gonna jump off this off. His projections were uh, very, very high as a prospect. Um, he was a five-tool type of player. He's a lefty bat. He's an outfielder, and there's a stat called WRC plus. If you have a hundred, you're average. If you're above 150, you're pretty damn good. If you're around 176, you're like Mike Trout. Jared Klenick, he has a plus 176 WRC plus in the minors. I'm just trying to negative because I liked him in the minors. I'm hoping he's not Mike Trout. 
That was a dumb move for so the Mets. I'm not going to jump film. off after minor league appearances. That's a but that's a move. They do is right. That's a move that you make. You if you get rid of a top prospect like that, if you know that you can be competitive and win now, you have to win now. You have to have Brody that mentality. Really thought he could. The I think, problem is, is the fucking fans that believed him. I didn't. But a lot of Mets fans sure as hell believed this guy that they thought we were going to be the team to beat. I, I even show you about Mets fans. I even thought heading into this year that this roster looks like they could be competitive. I don't see them as a championship team. No. But I think they could be competitive in that division. Exactly. This is a shit That's division. That's I it. I thought they could compete. In. You put them in the other five divisions, they're not competing. Oh, there was no talk of the There was so no talk of competition. There was no talk of competition in the other five divisions. If I think they'd there. beat. Uh, I think they would beat Toronto, in the AL East, and and obviously Baltimore. Okay, that's. I it. think they would. So what, third place? We're playing the NL East. It's the only division we're worried about. I yeah. don't care about the other divisions. He said we were the best in the East. And the Phillies are going to be competitive for a while. Phillies have the toughest schedule of the season. Philly might not be in first place in the next two weeks. Philly's not that great of a team either. Braves are hovering over 500. The Nationals are a joke. The Marlins apparently aren't that much of a joke if they swept the Mets, who are supposed to be pretty decent. No, no, no. no. The Marlins oh, are, are a joke. joke. The Mets are a joke. That's what I'm saying. That's, so the Marlins are, still, are joke. still a joke, but you sweep the Mets. Anything's possible. I'm surprised Mickey Calloway is not under more fire. I'm surprised I'm he surprised still has a job. Yeah. I wake up to Brody meeting going to be a press conference today. That means one of two things. Someone's fired. Someone's hurt. Now, no one got hurt recently. And well, I was like, I don't think they're firing Mickey. Any. They wouldn't do it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It would have been a morning thing. So I go on Twitter, watch the press conference like I do every press conference. And it's an update about you on assessments. Maybe he's coming back a little earlier than expected. Oh, I read this. Joan Assessments breaks his fucking ankle on at his, his farm. ranch. Oh, yeah, his ranch. Now, this is not the first time I'm getting updates about Cespedes playing golf on his ranch, riding horses, doing all of this while he's hurt. Don't you know he's a cowboy? But why are we doing all this when we're hurt? Because you're stupid. The team just breeds stupid. Because when these guys are it's hurt, they the still team. have a life. We're not even talking about the team. We're talking about the player right here. Why are you doing all of this while you're hurt? What else Detroit didn't extend them. Boston didn't extend them. Oakland didn't extend him. Why? Because they saw what we tried to look by. Is he a great baseball player when he's on the field? 150%. But he has not been on the field since he took us to the World Series. And there is no counter-argument to that. Well, after this year, he only has one year left. Because I'm sick and tired of, we'll be competitive. If. This pitching staff, if they're healthy. Well, they're not healthy. This lineup's not bad. If they're healthy. They're not healthy. This is baseball. It's not a Mets jinx. Baseball players get hurt. Now, when you don't have a good bench or a good farm system to back them up is where you get your attitude. Look at the Yankees. <coughs> Excuse me. 120% of that team is hurt right now. The Yankees are currently in first place because they have a great farm system. They have good additions to the team. They have a solid bench. You don't have any of that because it's the same shit every year. You want to complain about Mickey Calloway. He's a shit fucking coach. You want to complain about Brody? He's a shit GM. Where are they all coming from? Your cheap fucking owners have been doing the same thing for years. And no one wants to make a change. And they try and sell you on the same thing every year. And oh, we're going to be good. Why? How are you going to be good? Your team is hard. They horrible. brought up a perfect point. The Mets Scott had Robin Cano was the third biggest second baseman they got, name-wise. <clears throat> they haven't performed. Look at Roberto Alomar. Like I said, but they're getting them late. They got Roberto Alomar towards the end of his career. You can't tell me we had prime Roberto Alomar. Bring in names. Even though he almost won the MVP the year before. Still, he was old. 
We bring in everyone past their prime. You trade Jason Inzringhausen, you bring him back. You trade Jason Bay, you brought him back. You traded Carlos Gomez for Johan, you brought him back. And that was supposed to be the savior that of the That was the weekend. big AAA uh, Twitter acquisition. Blew up. Oh, Gomez is back. We can't lose to the Marlins. Gomez played half a season 12 Gomez years ago. sucks. And he wasn't good. No. He wasn't good but back then. There's another thing. about 350 in the minor leagues. Big whoop the fucking do. What is he doing in MLB? Sucks. The team sucks year in and year out because the owners refuse to do anything. Why was Brody brought in? To make sure DeGrom spends his career here. That is the only reason. And look how that's gone so far. It worked out perfectly for them. DeGrom's here. here. That's all they cared about was keeping DeGrom because they know if they lost DeGrom, they lost everyone, Mets fans included. Now, all these Mets fans, they want to shit on the owners and everyone. But you're still going to all these games. That was it. Giving There's the Wilpons one money. thing not to do. Look at me. I had tickets tonight. Where am I? I'm sitting in your backyard because I refuse to go support this fucking team. Don't go. Refuse to support this team. Too many people will still go, though. Of course. They're not the bad The Mets were 12 in attendance last year. The, the, Stop going to games and they won't make money and they'll have to do something. The Dodgers don't have these kind of problems, but you don't want to be a Dodgers fan. They'll eventually either have to sell to make money or they're going to have to say, you know what? We have no fan base. Let's go get this guy. Let's go trade for this guy. And they'll have to do something. But this has been for years, though. Exactly. This has been for years. Because the fans continue to go to the games. You know, the Dodgers spend money when they have to, you know. The, the Mets don't know how to how to just, uh, maintain success. Because <laughs> there is you no... Go you know, to the, uh, okay, think, listen. Wait, look, look. You go to the World Series in 2015. What big moves did you make to think, wow... If Their only at, move was re-signing Cespedes. That's what I'm thinking, saying. You don't have, you don't bring in another big name to get us over the top. No, it's, you didn't, uh, you didn't when you look better, at... You, stayed this, you went in with the same team, minus Daniel Murphy. Who so you were worse than you were in the MVP World candidate. Series. You were worse than you were in the World Series. Nowadays, for these general managers, it used to be like, maybe like t- a decade ago, 15 years ago, a lot of these, it's, it just seemed like the approach was all Major League Sports teams was... You play to uh, you build your team around this year, because you got you got these veterans that are going to be here for a while. But now it's starting to operate more and more like a college sports program, where it's like, all right, you have this veteran, he's really good. We know he's going to be pretty good for about four years, but things are going to go south quickly. But he's still going to be under contract. You need a replacement ready. You need a young guy who's going to be cheap. That's going to be good. You got to build prospects up. Even if you're good now, you still have to have prospects. You still have to build the farm. This money ball mentality is really blown up. Not saying, you know, but that's small markets. You're Bill, saying perfect. That's what they need to do. Billy Bean and Bill James, they were right. They were right. They were, they were right with their approach when it came to um, all players are replaceable at the end of the day. When a player retires, you replace them. When a senior quarterback on a Division One team that uh, was the best quarterback in his conference re- moves on to football or he just graduates, there has to be a replacement. You have to have options to go to. That's why the Yankees are where they're at. That's why the Dodgers continue to be successful. That's why the Red Sox are good. The Red Sox have this kid, Michael Chavis, I think says his last name. The kid's killing it. He's been with the team for a number of years. Even when they won the World Series, he was in the minors. You have to hold on to prospects. You can't be you can't be letting these guys go. And when you're bad, you got to do whatever you can to replenish your farm system. And the Mets are not doing that. And I, I, and I get there are some fans that are just saying, oh, prospects are just prospects. At the end of the day, not all prospects work out. But you need prospects to be competitive. And the, the, I think the biggest problem the Mets have right now is not their farm system. It's not even their GM. It's not their manager. Who's the leader in the clubhouse? 
Here's Pete Alonso had where, to speak up last Where week. is the next David Wright? And I agree with that because he didn't went to the World Series. Who was the leader? And it wasn't David Wright. Michael Goddard. Got a had postseason experience. A guy that still played decently baseball. But he kept the locker room up and going each and every game, even when they were falling out of the race in late July. Like you, you need a you need a, a veteran. Not even a veteran. Either a established veteran that's good that 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 anyone the younger guys and the older guys can rely on, mm-hmm. can turn to, to come up with the big hit. That's gonna say the right thing. You need someone to carry the load. You that's you, you just Reyes need that because they were hoping Reyes could at least do that for. Rosario, but they forgot about the other fucking 20-something players on the team. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, because look, why the Indians falling off? The Indians were hot for a couple of seasons. Why? Because they had that win-now mentality. Cubs are still in the race. Yankees never... F- Yankees rebuilding. It was game seven of the ALCS. The Astros building up from the farm. They're consistently here because they have those prospects. Indians fell off. Mets in 06 fell off. 15 fell off because they don't have anything else. This is what I said before. They have no bench. They have no farm. They have no ownership. They have no hitting. Nothing. Yes, exactly. Who do they have? Pete Alonso is killing it. Jacob DeGrom. Cares. Can't win a game if you don't score. Or if Send you give guys. up seven You want to keep talking about this pitching. We're not going to win games if you don't hit the ball. Well, I can't say that the Mets have to trade DeGrom now and no, rebuild because it's not going to happen. No, no one's going to take that contract unless the Mets eat some of that salary. No, they're not going to. But the Mets have to start trading their pitchers. They won't eat that salary. They didn't Mets give... should have traded Wheeler last year during the All-Star. They still can. They should have. He was at his highest last year. I think. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, come, so come, the tra- come the trade deadline, yeah, teams course. overpay for uh, players. Of course. So come the trade deadline, the Mets have to get the wheels in motion. They have to trade their tradable assets. Because the guys that are going to be good for this year and the, and next year and maybe the year after that, it's great to have, but that player is going to be walking. And your team's not going to be competitive unless you have more pieces to build around. That's what you got to do. That's how you rebuild a franchise. That's what the Astros did. That's what the Yankees did. That's what the Dodgers did. The Indians, all the teams that are competitive, they've done that. They find that it's a cycle. And for whatever reason, the Mets are just the Mets. I don't know. <clears throat> Starts on top. Listen, and since Dinger for three has started, I feel like we've had this conversation. Because nothing changes. So many times. I agree. Nothing has changed. And so, listen, we can say what we want about, speaking of just shitty owners, James Dolan. He's a horrible owner. At least he wants to, yeah, he's willing to shell out the money when it's necessary for these players. You yeah. Know, that's that's one thing I'll, ever, I'll always give him. He's Knicks willing. also have state-of-the-art facilities, too. They have that. Get the garden. Every basketball player in the morning <coughs> wants to play the garden. Honestly, people don't understand how big of an attraction that is for them. Isn't he fucking up our subway system? What? The garden. I was fucking up the subway. Isn't it? Don't they the wanna, subway's fucking up because New York sucks. Don't they want to do there. something, but like they have to go through, they have to go under MSG, and he's just like, nah. Isn't that, uh, what's down there? Penn Station. Penn Station's right there. It's connected to it. Hmm, something. All right, never mind. MTA sucks. That's oh. why. They, that's why. The sucks. MTA being a joke is for another podcast. Well, well, what I do know is the Dodgers are doing great right now. <laughs> Last thing that I wanted to bring up, and then we'll call a wrap at this, um, focusing on the Yankees. Ah. If you guys were the coach, if you guys were the manager. And by the way, Mm. on record here. On record. Any sort of shit talking I've ever made Mm. towards Boone and towards the Yankees coaching staff and anyone who's ever criticized him, I get your concern, but you cannot possibly say he's a bad manager now. You cannot say it. You cannot say the Yankees coaching staff is trash right now. Can't be bad if you're not making the calls. Aaron Boone. Okay, right? I see what you're saying. You can't be bad if you're not making I the see calls. What, I see what you're saying there. But with the players that they have right now, 
they're not winning because of big data, because they don't have big data for these players that are coming up out of the woodwork. There's no big data on Gio Urshela. There's no big data on guys that they're bringing up like, uh, what's his name, Tyro Estrada. There's no big data on those guys. These are, these are guys that have been brought up through the system. The coaches put their work on them. They fix their swing. They make them feel well. They make them play hard. They keep them going no matter what. So it's one thing to put Giancarlo there and a judge in the lineup and expecting that team to win and just relying on the guys in, uh, in the analytics department making every single decision. But the analytics department right now, I don't – what data is there really There's to support what they're doing? Factor. Certainly that human factor. It's a human factor. And uh, what Boone is doing is he's letting – he's kept his cool this entire time. The players have relied on him. He's relied on the players. It's been an interesting thing to watch. The co- and the coaching staff has done their job. This is not a team that's just swinging for the fences and going for walks now. They're doing whatever they have to do. It's next man up. It's crazy. It's a different style of baseball that I actually prefer. But here's my question. The team's playing 622 ball right now. They're winning a lot. There's going to be a lot of stars coming back. Tough decisions are going to have to be made. How much changing are you comfortable with doing when you have this winning chemistry already? Well, you're not going to put Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton on the bench. You can't do that. Yeah. Miguel Andujar is not coming back, unfortunately. And hopefully Andujar is the same player when he comes back next year or whenever he does, but there's a chance he won't be. Who else has been hurt? Didi Gregorius. Well, he he was hurt to start this year, so... You had you already had that mentality of what do we do when he comes back? If Didi comes anyway. back, if Didi comes back now, you have Gio Rochelle at third. You have G- DJ uh, G- Gio Rochelle at third. DJ Mayo at second. Glaber at short. That's been your infield with Luke Foyt at first. Once Didi comes back, who do you take out of the lineup? Because when Didi's back, we can assume that either Giancarlo or Judge will also be back. So. Someone is going to be off of this starting roster that shouldn't be off the starting roster. Are they going to stay this hot until they come back? We don't know. That's the thing. You don't know. Somebody's going to fall off somewhere. You don't know who. You don't know when. And Like you can't make that move until someone Yeah, exactly. Off. When that happens is when you start making moves. Cause like, I know and like when to, they come back, they I know we like back. to say you can't, lose, you, you can't lose your spot to injury. Nah, bro. If we're winning, we're winning. Like, we're winning. Injuries mean a lot. Look at Tom Brady. Injury has caused a lot of guys to get starting jobs. Yeah. You know, and there's a chance that Gio Urshela has won the job for third base for next year. There's a chance because he's fielding way better than Andahar. He doesn't have the amount of power as Andahar, but he's coming up with clutch hits like Andahar did. So, he's not getting the doubles. Singles are just as good. He's driving the ball. He's hitting the ball hard. He's on base. That's all that matters. Gio Urshela, I was actually looking at the metrics. While everyone is focusing on walking more and – hitting the ball up with the launch angle. He does not have as high of a launch angle. He's swinging at more pitches outside of the zone, and he's making contact. It's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing that's happening. Like He's going with the exact opposite approach the hitters are going for now. So it's crazy. It's a crazy thing. But, yeah, I guess you got to see. You got you to play the hot man. That's what I believe in. Yeah. Play the hot man. I'm just saying, the names like Judge and Sand, those guys get in the lineup. Yeah. When Hicks comes back, it's Hicks like- is back. Uh, I didn't even know that. Hicks it's is back. Guy. It's not like he had a big home run you, you guys are going though. Hicks not a guy like we need to get him in. If the outfielder guy. They Hicks Hicks was back on the starting roster and immediately in the lineup. I'm saying, I'm saying this as not knowing he was back. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. I guess like you know, a, certain names have to be 
Well, that's why Mike Talkman's going to get less time now. Like you can't keep Didi out. No, Didi's got to be in the line. He's a lefty. First of all, he's a lefty bat. He's a lefty power bat. The Yankees don't have lefty. And the only good thing is you're not getting them all back at the same exact time. Yeah, it's a transition. You bring bring them back slowly. Didi's back. You're out for now. It's a really. It's just. It's. It's. It's such a weird thing. You might see a lot of trades with the Yankees, huh? You may. Yes, and this, well, is, the this, thing that, this, this is the thing that I'm worried about. I'm worried that these guys are going to come back and you're going to trade all these guys for Trevor Bauer. Big right? Trev. You get Trevor Bauer, and I mentioned those metrics before. Like, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about that. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be the biggest pitcher probably on the market, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. Besides Bumgarner. Who's not going to be going to the Yankees? No. Unless the Yankees throw the house at the Giants and he's I mean, okay. With the, I don't know. If only there was another team out there with a large bank account. The Dodgers? <laughs> oh, the Dodgers. Oh, oh. Bum, Bumgarner to the Dodgers would be wild. Oh my! What? Giants sending him there would be wild. That'd be wild. Mm-hmm. All right, I got nothing else for baseball that I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, uh, I don't know my anger. Well, yeah, you know, good job. All your, all your anger's out. All right, closing comments. Let's do it. Bobo, you have a closing comment? Closing comments. Um, go next. Shout out to Man City for winning the championship back to back. Suck it, it's suck it, Man. You be out here killing the game. Yeah. Um, Giants. You'll figure it out. I, you'll figure it out. Giants, Steelers, Big Ben out there doing big bed things out there, hanging out with the receivers and the running backs. We're taking it this year. We're taking the AFC North. I guarantee you. And yeah, listen, listen to Wine and Milkshakes on SoundCloud. <laughs> Wine and Milkshakes. What's go next? Just when you thought the New York Jets might be doing something in the positive direction. They decide to fire their GM. What was it? Friday? Yes. Friday. <laughs> Fellas, usually when you fire your coach or alongside your GM, you know, if you do one or the other, it's usually done the, the Monday after the last season, uh, the last game of the season. Todd Bowles was fired. Mike McCagden was still on board. They hire Adam Gase, new head coach. Mike McCagan's still the GM. Mike McCagan's still the GM when they drafted uh, whatever the hell his name is there, Williams, at, th- at what, three? Quinn. Quinn and Williams out of Alabama. Mike McCagan was still there. Mike McCagan was still there when they signed all this money in contracts this offseason, including Le'Veon Bell, who is was, at the time, last year, two years ago, probably the top five running back, if not top two. OTAs start, what, today? Mm-hmm. Yesterday? So what did they do on Friday? After doing all of these things with Mike McCagnin as their GM, mm-hmm. fire their GM. They have to. How else are they going to be paying Manning in? They already said they're off of that boat already. <laughs> Big Peyton. Why would you fire your GM now as opposed to in February? Because Peyton was still recording. Or January. He was still recording those commercials. But now he's done with those commercials, so big team time. I thought Peyton Manning wasn't going to go to the Jets. There is, yeah, it came out today. He's not. Oh, he's a puffy. <laughs> so he should have been fired Bulls. Guess who's named interim GM? Adam Gase, who's also their head coach. Just when you think that they are moving. When he shouldn't even be the head coach. He sucks. That guy's weird. But it just goes to show you that no matter how much you do, you could always still have that streak of inept. And stupidity, and that's what the Jets have displayed. Also, you could tell how bad Adam Gase didn't want Darren Lee on the team when he traded him three hours later. 
Just saying. And he doesn't want Le'Veon Bell apparently either. But he trades him. Nah, they're not going to. But oh man, <laughs> that was yeah. That's it for me. It's just the Jets are just as dumb as the other teams that I like. So naturally, <laughs> Carp. Oh yeah, I didn't go yet. I'm just really excited. OTAs are here because that means football is back. I know Boba, you don't think it's back, but to me it is. I'm getting videos of practices. I'm seeing Saquon, my nah. boy Jabril is in the Giants jersey finally. Nah. And I've decided to get both guys, Michigan and. Giants, Jabril Peppin's jerseys. Sam Beal is back. I'm very excited for football because it's only 100 days away. And I have to be excited about football because baseball's over. So, let's go Giants. Oh, yeah, we have a fantasy draft going on. Oh. New season ticket holder. Let's go Giants. Nice. All right. If you like rock music and if you like metal music, my band has a podcast called the Unside Hard Rock and Metal Podcast. Metal Band Podcast. On that podcast, you will learn of new rock bands, new metal bands out there that aren't necessarily discovered, aren't that big of names, but still put out quality music. They're on Spotify. They're going to be on all major podcasting platforms, and it's being distributed through Anchor. Dinger for Three will be now distributed through Anchor as well, so we will be on Spotify. So happy days for us. Tell your friends and family about that all. But check out that show. There's been four episodes posted. They're very short clips. They're about 15 minutes. We highlight one song. We talk a little bit about the band. We direct you to the social media pages. And hopefully, you learn about them, you learn about us, and rock and roll lives on. But yeah, that's basically it. So, without further ado, here's a reminder. Go on social media. Follow at Dinger for 3. Go to our website, www.dingerfor3.com. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Do that. Share the episode. Like, review. Whatever you want to do. That's cool. You can always tweet us. You can always ask us questions. Email us at dingerfor3 at gmail.com. Bobo, thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. I know. Uh, for Mike Carvalera, for Mike Bernardo, I'm Chris Scott. This has been Dinger for 3, and we are out of here.